together with me. So rather than giving a discourse, I thought I could uh, read out uh, a chapter from my latest book, Users should never even for a moment forget that ultimately it's kindness that will pay off. Ultimately, it's kindness that matters. Now, so the first chapter is called Sunday. I thought since today's Saturday, it's just a perfect day to read the chapter on Sunday. It was the Sunday after Christmas. 26th of December 2004. You can say that it started out quietly, like every other morning. Even the ocean had been unusually calm the past few days. The waves you would usually hear crashing against the sand weren't as loud. All in all, it truly did feel like a quiet Sunday. I mean, had it not been for the birthday celebrations which had gone on late into the night, this morning would have been no different. Not only was it Jesus Christ's birthday, but Ajay's daughter's too. However, to say everything was like it had always been would be an illusion. We get so used to life being a certain way, we forget that a new day is truly a new one. Can you make me a cup of tea? Ajay called out in a groggy voice to his wife Rama, who was already up and about. Shh! She came running into the room and said, You'll wake the kids up. Their daughter, Nilea, whom they called Bulbul, had turned seven the night before. And their one-year-old son, Neeraj, slept peacefully in the next room. Safe unaware and wrapped in a warmth that can only come when you know that your parents are your guardians, the angels who will protect you against all odds. An Air Force Sergeant Ajay Chohan could protect. He was tall, agile and competent. Rama went into the kitchen to make tea while Ajay picked up the newspaper to browse through the sports section. Team India was to play against Bangladesh that day. He was sure of India's victory since they had won all the matches in the series so far. Therefore, there was a natural disenchantment while going over the cricket news. Elsewhere, in the newspaper, there was a report of Atul Bihari Vajpayee's 80th birthday celebrations and one about the securing of a cremation ground for another former PM of India, P.V. Narasimha Rao who had died just three days earlier. There was also the news about Lalu Prasad Yadav meeting the election commissioner and some criminals snatching a bag containing 4.75 lakhs of rupees. Ajay got up to switch the TV on while waiting for his tea. <clears throat> it seemed Rama was taking longer than usual to prepare it when he heard some commotion outside. They lived on the first floor of their building and on the ground floor their neighbors were having an argument. A noise of this magnitude was totally unheard of in this part of the world. After all, this was the naval airbase and the discipline, quietude and order that courses through cantonments were the 
that course through cantonments were the norm here. He opened the window and peeked out. Rama was already downstairs and visibly anxious. What happened? he asked her, and she looked up after hearing Ajay's voice. She raised her hand, asking him to wait, hitched her sari, and ran back upstairs. We have to leave, she screamed, panting and puffing. Get the kids! Calm down, Ajay said, while he held her by her arms. What happened? There's flood, maybe an earthquake, she cried. We must leave right now. Relax, Ajay shook her. There is no river, no rain. What floods? Look at the road. It's dry as a desert. You have to trust me, Ajay, she said. I felt tremors while making tea. Something bad is happening. We must leave now. There are no tremors during a flood. Let's have a tea. But Rama was not listening anymore. And she ran to the kid's room. Wake up, Bulbul. She shook her daughter and lifted her son in her arms. No, it's Sunday. Let me sleep, she said, rolling over. Ajay, Ajay, Rama screamed. Help me. Take Bulbul. Okay, okay, he said just from behind her. He scooped Bulbul up in his arms and kissed her cheeks. Sorry, my daughter, but we have to go out. Your mum woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. They went downstairs and it was already bustling with activity. Everyone seemed to be running towards the main road. Some were shouting about floods and some about an earthquake. Army trucks were already on the move. Get in, get in, a cadet shouted, extending his hand out from the truck. All four jumped inside. But what floods? Where? Ajay thought. The roads were completely dry. Wham! The whole truck jolted as if hit by a charging elephant. Before anyone could figure out what was happening, the truck was submerged in water. Get out, get out, the army personnel shouted. The water was rising by the second. Ajay helped Rama, who was tightly holding onto their son, to get out first. Neeraj was wailing. Next, he jumped out and got hold of Bulbul. Wham! Another big wave came and Bulbul's hand slipped out of Ajay's. He looked in Rama's direction and then in Bulbul's. Neeraj was safe in Rama's arms and she was being helped by his neighbor, whereas there seemed to be no one in Bulbul's direction. Ajay tried to run towards his daughter, but his feet were no longer on the ground. The current was taking him away. He had been trained under tougher conditions and was certain he would save his daughter. Making his way carefully through the water, he got closer to Bulbul. Wham! And yet another wave hit him like a resounding slap. It took him a few seconds to regain his senses. There was water in his ears, nose, mouth and eyes. Salty and muddy water. Very salty and very muddy and very cold. Once again he swam with more resolve in Bulbul's direction but she was nowhere in sight. He squeezed his eyes, trying to keep the burning sensation caused by the salt in them at bay, but he had to keep them open to spot his daughter. But it was as if she had disappeared from the face of the earth. Ajay heard a noise, as if he was very close to the ocean. 
he turned around and found himself staring at a twenty-foot-high wall of water fiercely charging towards him. It was as if he was standing on the ground and looking at the roof of his two-story home. Before he could figure out what to do, the demonic wave crashed against him, lifting and taking him with it wherever it planned to go next. Don't worry, I've got you, someone shouted as Ajay tried to regain his balance. A colleague of his had grabbed him from behind as the water around them was rising fast. A giant tsunami had hit Karnikobar in the Andaman and Nicobar Islands off the Indian coast. This had been triggered by a massive earthquake that ripped apart the west of Sumatra in Indonesia approximately 30 minutes earlier. Leave me!